everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. There are some states that, for whatever reason, have risen above the others in terms of the amount of talent they've produced in our industry. In my 20-year tenure, Wisconsin is one of those states, and Dan Freevault is one of those creatives. In an era where it's harder than ever to be different and stand out, Dan succeeds at doing just that, and he makes it look easy, which is especially impressive when you consider the sheer amount of talent in his own state. Listen in as we discuss Dan's thoughts about being different, as well as quite a few ideas about how to run a better business. Who are you? Dan Freevault. <laughs> <laughs> now, somebody told me last night that, because they said Freevault or Freivault to me, and I said, I thought it was Freevault, but I was like, well, I don't, I don't know which one is it. And they said, he doesn't even know. That is a true statement. Just elaborate a second for me on that, because I'm, I'm super curious about super that. Super curious, yes. So I grew up Freivault, and when I got into the photography industry, whenever I said Freivault, I would say it fast, and most people didn't get it. And my older brother started saying Freivault, and so when I started saying Freivault, everyone just got it. So... I kind of like, I'm going to go with Free Vault. So you sort of changed your name. I sort of, and the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because then I had someone come to my studio who had spent some time in Germany, and they're like, well, that's German. And the, you know, the way it's spelled, it should be Free Vault. I'm like, well, there you go. It should have been Free Vault the whole time. So you're pronouncing it correctly is what they were saying. Well then, okay, level three with the story goes. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You said real quickly. I opened up a can of worms. Yes, okay. yes. I'm done. But it's good because now everyone will hear the story. Mm -hmm. So then uh, someone else who was from Germany sent me a Facebook message and said, your name was probably Free Wald back in the day. Sure. And then it got switched to Free Vault, the W right. and the V. Right. So... So that's where it comes from. Yes. But you go by Dan Freevault. I now go by Dan Freevault, yes. Okay, Dan Freevault. Tell me <laughs> a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, etc. Sure, yeah. I am from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I shoot primarily, or 100% pretty much, high school seniors. Are you a cheesehead? Well, I love the Packers. You do. But I don't really consider myself a cheese head. You don't take on the cheese head moniker and you love the Packers? Yeah. What's the difference? I think the difference is when you grow up in that area, you just go to games and party. And, right. But the people who come in, they get into like wearing the actual cheese head. So I feel like because I don't put the actual cheese because head on. Because you won't put it on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I could be wrong. You could talk to someone You don't want to mess up your hair. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so you're not a cheese. Okay. Well, I, I ask because I, I hate the Packers. 
I'm embarrassed a little bit because I've because you love them, but and you're from Green Bay. Well, I mean, we this is all we have in Green Bay, so you you you, you, know you have to do it. I'll you, tell you this: we went up there for a tour stop, a White House tour stop, and it was at Lambeau Field. I remember it was awesome, <laughs> and I had never been there. But the not only just because you know Lambeau, like I hate the Cubs, but Wrigley Field is you know it's incredible. Right. Yes. Lambeau Field, same thing with me. Like I, I can't stand the Packers, but I love Brett Favre. I loved Aaron Rodgers. Love Aaron Rodgers. He's still playing, and I love Lambeau Field. It's right in the middle of like a neighborhood. It's like right off Third Street. Oh, there's Lambeau Field right in front of my house. Yes. And I'd never, yeah, I'd never realized that before. It's just right in somebody's neighborhood. It's right there, and those homes now are going for. A billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's I like, can't even imagine yeah. what, how that has helped their property value being right next to the field. And and people will buy those homes, or they've they've kind of kept them in the family through the years of because course. they'll park cars there and and make ludicrous amounts of money yes. eight times a year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, and they'll rent out their garages and it's for people to tailgate. Oh my! Of course. Yeah, yeah. So you oh. can you have parking, and then you have a garage and. A bathroom, and you can walk right then to the stadium. And oh, because you can go right inside to use. The, okay, all right, that's all making more sense. That's awesome. Yeah, which I'm like you. Like I love. I've been to several uh, baseball games at Wrigley because yeah. it's a thing. I've been to a game at Notre Dame. I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but right. that the is legendary. The experience of the venue, yes, is awesome. Yes, I'm, I apologize for the digression. I just had to get that out there, kind of. <laughs> So you have something to talk about, but I don't know what it is. Correct. I'm, I'm curious now. I'm ready. You're curious? I'm ready. Well, it's just about being different. Okay. I think my, that's always been my mantra with photography and maybe even looking back at my life. I've always kind of looked at things a little bit different and done things a little bit different to be unique and stand out. And, you know, that gets thrown around a lot. It does. Yeah. So how are you different about being different? Just, you know, and different can be different, a lot of different things. Of course, it's a big spectrum. Yeah. So right. I think when, if people know my work, they think, oh, he does these composites and mm -hmm. does all these crazy wild things. And it didn't always really start that way. Uh, it kind of did because I was first a graphic designer before, right. or a graphic artist before a photographer. Right. So to hide a lot of things with my photography, I would kind of put stuff on okay, and, you know, kind of like, oh, or retouch you know, and do different things right. and like, okay, now this looks different, or right. like, you know, right. and right. that's hiding everything. So people are like, started saying, oh, that's different. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And then that kept growing. And in the meantime, I kept working on the download, like getting my photography and my lighting and everything better. Right. And, and then there was a period where I'm like, Oh, I got to add a texture to this or I got to do this. And I'm like, well, no, it looks good the way it is. Well, that's, that was like part of the phase, wasn't it? Where, mm -hmm. you know, we, th th those didn't exist. And then I remember at the very beginning, people were calling them blends or textures then or overlays or whatever. And then like we were, we got into that big phase for a while. And then at some point you realize, Hmm. Mm. -mm. Or at the very least, yeah, that's way too strong. You know, dial it back a little bit. Yeah. So I feel like that's been like part of that part of that trajectory. How much of being different for you has looked like that? Where it was like, didn't exist, then it was a big thing. And then it's like, no, in order to be different, I, I can't do it that way anymore. 
Yeah, and I think being different with this industry because it's changing so fast is like I'm always trying to see what's what, coming what's next coming, yeah. for yourself for and nobody else. I, exactly. How the heck do you do it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> the million dollar question. It is, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and thank goodness, and I don't know, my wife would, might disagree with you, but my mind's always going like, hey, what if I do this? And yes. What about that? And let's do that. And she's like, just reel it in a little bit. Yeah, rein it and, in, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, I'm always looking at different things and what to do and, and, and some things with different can be just making sure you call people back, you know, or yeah, that's actually that is different these days. Yes. Good customer service is different, unfortunately. Yeah. But people notice it, right? They do. They do. So, you know, it's not just necessarily, you know, like now I'm into the composite, you know, thing. And with seniors, I think we can get away with being a bit more trendy. Mm. I know there are a lot of photographers that have taught me through mentored me through the years of talked about the timeless portrait, the timeless portrait. And there's nothing wrong with that. Drop some of those names because that's not compositing. Drop some of the timeless portrait people that have mentored you. Fuzzy Dunkle. Yep. Um, Dart and Drake. Yes. Carl Kaler. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Those, all good was all good Wisconsin good and Wisconsin. upper, upper peninsula. Well, yeah. Cause Carl's from the UP, but yeah, well, we, we kind of, they're all like right there. They're right there. All right. Those are your boys. Yeah. Those are the ones that I would say for timeless, Yeah, you know, timeless portraiture, beautiful, natural light, gorgeous light. Do you feel like that is a necessary and important foundation for your work is that piece? So you do the composites, I get it, which you wouldn't consider necessarily traditional, right? the the foundation of having that mentorship from all of them to give you a really good sense of lighting and maybe the the the, the fundamentals so to speak is that is that where that comes from like those guys oh absolutely yeah absolutely and you know i i every time i look at like fuzzy's work and <laughs> carl's stuff and i've shot with them mm-hmm. still and i'm like how do you do it? Like I still, <laughs> still, I could watch Fuzzy. I could do a training session with Fuzzy countless times and I have countless times. And, and he's just super cool. Yeah. <laughs> just in general. He's just fun to be around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, he's got that dry sense of humor. That, oh, it's that dry I love. as a bone. <laughs> Every so often I feel a little uncomfortable and then I think to myself, that's what he wants. Yes. <laughs> he, wants, he wants you to a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, they, they are masters. And so you've gotten a lot of your foundation for your, for your composites, uh, from them. Absolutely. Then how, how have you, like, what did the transition look like? Like when you decided, you know what, I'm going to take this and I'm going to use that for compositing. Yeah. So, you know, Joel Grimes, you know, there's the man, here's the man. I'm everyone, I think who got into this composite kick, in my opinion, he's mm-hmm. kind of like the godfather. He's of, something else. Yeah. So like when I saw his stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. wow. And I'm like, I want it. I want to do that. It still blows your mind when it you still see his does. stuff sometimes. It still does. Yeah. And then you find out that he's colorblind. And, oh, I didn't even know that. Yes. What? Yes. I don't even know how it works now. Yeah. I don't even get it. And he, so he used that. That's why his stuff is like sort of un, like desaturated, that gritty desaturated. I get look. the grittiness, but I, I still blows my mind that he's colorblind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a new thing for me. Yeah. He is though. He's, he is so incredible at just like the concept of compositing. Right. 
Yes. Who who else do you look do you look at when you're looking to be impressed by someone? Well, the, the kind of cool thing. Well, of course, Ben Shirk is is a name yep. as well, and Richard Sturdivant. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing with like and Dan McClanahan, like mm-hmm. Ben, Dan, and myself, and countless other people. Uh, you know, first kind of got our teaching, cut our teeth on teaching with After Dark. I and remember. It, yeah. And yeah. we were all like the young kind of newbies and with this industry, but we had learned from these technical lighting guys and we were all putting our new spin on it. Mm-hmm. And and we each challenged ourselves and, and pushed ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden everyone's like, wow. Like looking back now, like, man, we didn't know what we were doing. We, I still don't know what I'm doing a lot, but it's like, wow, look at this stuff that we created. In but meantime. how important was it for you to have those guys where you're all kind of like pushing the bar higher and pushing the bar higher? Is that sort of what happened with all those fellas? Uh, yeah, I think like looking back, that's definitely what happened. Like we each like we're competitive in a way, but right. good super right. good friends healthy competition healthy competition and we right. each made ourselves better and in the in the you know we're teaching people but at the same time we're like oh what can we do here that challenging each other at the yeah. same time yeah and, and encouraging too it's like right. we we i'd see something ben shot or dan but like oh my god that's so cool and then they're sending me a message like dude that image you just posted or like i saw you shooting out wherever at after dark i couldn't believe that's the coolest thing ever and it's gotta like, feel really? good for both of you to have like the other person reach out and say that image was the bomb well absolutely done. yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> how do you stay different than in that space like you you were saying earlier like you have to constantly be anticipating like what's next and what am i going to do next when it comes to compositing i feel like in a sense the rule book is different or maybe it doesn't even exist like with traditional fundamental portraiture right like you get a sense for like this is how you do this and this is how you achieve this and this is how to do this and like understanding lighting in general or posing in general right but with compositing it's not quite the same so how do you look forward and think i'm i gotta do something different what's the process of that look like it's yeah it's sometimes it just hits you and then other times it's like well I can create a scene like you have a vision in your head and I'm like that doesn't exist so So I can't have to make it so I have to make it and a lot of times a lot of times the 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 vision is so much more clear than the technical abilities that (laughs) I have does that happen a lot where like absolutely you think of something and you then you like the challenge then becomes how am I going to make that happen in a way right that is satisfactory yeah essentially yes Right. Because, you know, you can see things in your mind and then to some degree you can get to a point where you, where you can create it. But then there's all there's a huge spectrum at that point at creating it. Well, is that is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and it's frustrating for me. Like I watch people <laughs> these speed edits. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, dude. Because like I don't start that way. I have a vision. And I start doing it. I'm like, that doesn't work. I throw it away. That doesn't work. I throw it away. Oh, I get upset. I I have to walk away for two hours. Really? Yes. And I have a short atten- short attention span, yeah. so I'm like, I only have so much where I can concentrate. Like Richard, he can he loves getting in there and just working, <laughs> and it's it's like therapy for him. I'm like, I'm two hours. I'm bored. Like this isn't coming together. I'm frustrated. I'm bored. Okay, I need to do something else. <laughs> what do you do in those situations? Like, what's your what's your plan B if you need to get away from the computer? 
well, this year I started something new. So I would just usually just walk away or just do my normal edits. Like I don't do right. just all composites. So right. I'm still right. doing the traditional ed, traditional with a fashion spin to the, right. you know, stuff. Right. And then, and then throwing in a composite or a montage or some yes. effect. So I can go back to that or, mm-hmm. or I prepare something for an order session or place an order, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so that was my, was kind of my getaway, but because I've been doing that for so many years, it doesn't really help trigger you, the mind. You need something else. Need something else. So I started doing abstract paintings this summer. Like yeah. with the real brush and real paint or all digital? Real paint, real brush, not a, instead of a brush, a palette knife. A palette knife. A palette knife. Okay. No. Keep going. I'm uh, impressed. Happy accidents. I'm impressed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... So I do that. Yeah. So I, um, I also got into woodworking and like, you get out of the medium completely, but you stay in a creative space. I stay in my studio. So I have a a space set up now where I have all the, all the paints and it's, it's a cold wax medium, which a lot of people know, like, like warm wax, like encaustics with photography. And this is cold wax. You're mixing the, the, um, oil paint with a cold wax medium and you're putting it on the board and you're building up layers and it's just, it's abstract and you're now, can't scratching. You, can't you incorporate that with your photography? Can the two merge or is it narrow? The two shall meet. They can. I'm trying to keep them separate at you this point. You want to keep them separate. I right? want to, but I, I think I can see the future heading where they, where they do merge. Right. Yes. That would make, that would make sense to me yeah. from a business. See my mind, I, I just see dollar signs. You're, you're yeah. the artist and I, <laughs> I'm further into my left brain. I kind of switch a lot between the two. Yeah. You go back and forth. I, I really jump back and forth, which is part of, even more than my chaotic mind because yes. <laughs> and I go, I jump right, right in because yeah. the, the, how I got into the cold wax medium is we went on an art walk and I saw some abstracts. I'm like, that's cool. And the lady's like, it's cold wax. And I'm like, what's cold wax? Like, so I was like, Google, did the old Google when I got home right. and looking at tutorials and <clears throat> fill up my cart on Amazon with, with everything. And, and then the, you're in. The next day I'm in. <laughs> and then my mind is going, oh man, I could, I could enter these in art shows and, and I could maybe photograph these and make textures mm. out of them. I could mm. make backgrounds out of them. Lots of different, lots yeah. of different applications. I, I can sell them as art on Etsy. I'm on Etsy going, oh, if it's 20 bucks a piece and right. I have the digital file right. and someone, well, maybe I shouldn't be you know, telling my secret, but no, I like <laughs> they, well, I, they buy it on Etsy. So yeah, it might only be a $20 profit, but right. I could something I can sell over and over. You can sell it a hundred times. Hundred times. Right. Um, I get the order in. I send it to White House. White okay. House drop ships it to whoever. Beautiful. I, I'm not even it's dealing done. with it. It's done. It's done. So a little extra. I like yeah. that. So that's yeah. Hey, that's a good tip, everybody. <laughs> yeah. There, there's your tip. Next week on Etsy. No, you're be, gonna have hey, like a hundred thousand competitors over yeah. the next. Well, there year. already is on Etsy. <laughs> So that's kind of the it's downfall. Already deal. It's already, there's a yeah. lot of abstracts. Yeah. On that it's not Etsy. much of a secret. You're right. <laughs> now you mentioned your wife earlier. How do you guys work together? We do not. You, that is a, that is a decision that you've made that like you, she stays in her space and you stay in your space from a work standpoint. Yes. Like the business is yours. Yes. Do you, do you have like employees or anything? I do not. It's I, only you. It's only me. By design. By design, yes. Yeah, right. I used to have employees. I used to have a, a larger studio, yeah. and yeah, I went off on my own and um, it didn't. I like 
well, I didn't have a need for studios because, or um, didn't have a need for employees in the new studio mm-hmm. because I didn't have as much work. Right. And and then at the same time, a lot of places were popping up where I could outsource retouching. Yes, you know, um, you could outsource even your your color. Like a lot of things can be outsourced, right? And, and be more efficient and allow me to spend more time on the things that only I could do. So you're doing that. Yeah, oh, you're yes. outsourcing a lot yes. of stuff. I call my employees like the the vendors, the you vendors work with. that I outsource to. Yes. So many people are now. So many people still could do that. I think there's a lot of people that complain about, oh, I'm editing till 3 a.m. or whatever. But I'm finding more and more people that at least I'm talking to are outsourcing all the time. Was it just? Is it a no-brainer decision in your mind? Yes. I mean, and even outsourcing, I think it's easy. Sometimes it's easy to think what I can, for business, what I can outsource. But what other things am I doing that I can outsource? Like, I do enjoy cutting the lawn yet. That's like meditation for me too. Yeah. But there's other things like cleaning the house and different right. things that right. I, I don't want to deal with. So Fertilizing the lawn. If you don't like it, but it needs to be done. You have somebody else do it. You have somebody do it. In a nutshell. Yes. And, and if you, if you look at the, like the dollar per hour, right. There's some saying out there that says you'll never become a millionaire doing a $10 an hour job is, I don't know if that's the true, that it's exactly right. It takes longer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if somebody could, if you, you know, if you can make more, more money, doing a session, even on a Saturday, right. which I don't want to work on a Saturday right. now either, but right. I would much rather work on a Saturday than to do a bunch of things I don't want to do that I could pay someone. I know I can make more money shooting a session on a right. Saturday. Right, and then you pay them a small portion of that. They do all the stuff that you don't want to do, and then you have the rest of the Saturday. Yeah. I get it. I See, see how I put all that together really fast? <laughs> yeah, it was much more clear than what I did, so thank you. <laughs> That's my job, right? Yeah, yeah, there's, my, to... there's my creative mind. It makes sense up here. <laughs> I'm supposed to summarize it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have, um, well, I have a couple more questions. The first one is, what do you see coming up in the next year for you regarding being different? I'm looking at some things as far as technology. Is it secret? Well, no, I don't think so. But I, cause I don't really have it figured out yet. Okay. So, but like a lot of things I'm reading about the, the Gen Z and mm-hmm. how they're so in tune to technology. So, right. and, and along with that, well, you know, marketing high school seniors, which I've been saying for a few years, quite a few years now is like, I don't advertise because they're so used to being advertised to. So yeah. just being different is I'm not throwing a bunch of specials out and book with me. And even my model program isn't based on referrals. It's based on doing a funky fashion session, which is different. Right. So that doesn't have anything to do with composites. Right. So that's being different. Um, technology, they always have their phone. We know that and social media, but how about things like, um, even ordering? I, I'm a big, believer in in-person sales, yeah. but I'm looking at a couple different ideas of giving the option for online sales. Man, if you can pull that off, everyone's going to want to know how. I want to know how. I mean, really? Yeah. If you can, if you can set that up in more of an online using technology slash automated fashion and get the same or really close to the same, because you're kind of then outsourcing it to 
the internet, so to speak. If you can figure that out, I want to know. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I know. I was like, I think this is something that they really chew on. So yeah, I don't, I kind of have an idea of a simple idea and a more advanced idea, but my simple idea would be basically to say, um, $2,000. Yeah. You can order in, we can do in-person ordering. There's no minimum. You want to do online ordering for convenience. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's $2,000. You pay up front and then you get like credit. Yes. They get that credit. They get so they paid it. They can go online then because as far as you're concerned, I'm, you get an average, whether it's 2000 or 5000 or 400 but you get the money, mm -hmm. then they get that to use either with you or at their own convenience online. Correct. Did I spell that out right too? You did, yeah. <laughs> and of course, anything above 2000 they just add to Would their just cart. be an additional, right. Yeah. But then at least you get your money if they, if they screen capture and right. do whatever. It's like right. you have your money. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and you can either, you could also have things in place from an automated standpoint for add-ons that yeah. just kind of are there or that they pop up or whether they're on the side or whether it's like what Amazon does. People also bought, but that, you know, yeah. or like, I'm thinking like QuickBooks, like you answer, you have a question thing where they yeah. answer and, and then it directs them to certain, certain things and take a picture of your wall. And then all of a sudden that, I mean, uh, that's way more advanced. That's more complex. Right. Yeah. But I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm liking it. You get, might be onto something. Yeah, get White House cranking the software out. We'll be well. Set. White House has got. There were developing they studio. They do. Yeah, yes. and that's that's a beautiful tool. That's super exciting. I'm, I was actually thinking of that as you were talking about the more um, involved options, so to speak. But yeah. I I love it. I love it. Okay, I have two more questions. First one is, and, you, and I know you've heard this before a hundred times. <laughs> I want to know how intentional the James Hetfield look is. Just go ahead and tell me. Well, another funny story. I mean, uh, I was just in the trade show and a girl came up to me and said, I got to get a picture with you. Yeah, dude. And she I'm will like, pull it off. And I'm like, okay. Cause I go, cause your, your husband's a Metallica fan. And she said, <laughs> Oh, you've heard that before. She knew it. She yeah. knew it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it totally, uh, unintentional and the crazy part of this story is my wife is a huge metallica she fan. she is a huge metallica uh, good fan. for both of you yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and you're not no i never really grew up as a metallica fan and and people were saying i look like james headfield and sending you, me you really do photos and stuff and it freaked me out because i'm like oh my gosh yeah. I, I do look yeah. like him yeah and I never, in fact, they said when people first started saying, you, you know, do you look like James Hetfield? I didn't know who James Hetfield you didn't was. Even know. I didn't even know who he was, right. which surprises the heck out of me or out of people when I say that. I am also surprised. Yeah. 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 And, but I did go to my first Metallica concert. You this went and summer. saw him? Yeah. And I'm like, oh goodness. I wanted to wear a hat because I'm like, people are going to be looking. People are looking at you the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what, where, where can people find you? Where are you at online? Online. My uh, website is freevaultphotography.com. Mm -hmm. uh, um, all my social media accounts are, is, are just Dan Freevault, no space. That's my Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm most active on Instagram. That's where people are going to see most of your content. Yes. Spell Freevault for people. F-R-I-E as in Edward, V as in Victor, A-L-T. Awesome. Perfect. Hey, thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> right. It was thanks fun. So much.